You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hi everyone, it's Connie here and welcome back to another episode of Awaken Radio. It is really beautiful to be back here with you and I'm excited to dive into this conversation with you today because I feel like today's episode is going to be a little different to what I've shared with you previously on Awaken Radio. Sometimes on this show, I love to use this platform to dive into a principle or a teaching or unpack a process or walk you through something step by step. I really enjoy being able to do that. But today I feel I want to use this podcast more as a way to share a personal update with you and to share a little bit about some of the things I've been learning, discovering, working through, exploring and practicing over the past month. I want to share with you some stories from my life, stories on grief and loss, resilience, expansion, spiritual faith and living your purpose. And my intention and hope is that through sharing these stories, you'll find comfort, guidance, insight, realizations, learnings, just simply through me sharing what I've been working on and what I've been going through. So the desire to record this podcast really came through this morning while I was in my morning meditation and journaling practice, and I was tuning in and working through a few things, and I decided to pull an oracle card to receive some guidance on what I was working through. And I pulled the card called Follow the Leader. This is from the Enchanted Map Deck by Colette Baron reed a really beautiful oracle deck. And as I opened up the booklet to read the description, it really blew me away. It said, your life is a teaching tool for others. Your authenticity and honesty are an example to those around you. You're being called to lead others by example. Your wisdom has been earned as a result of your bravery in the adventure of your life, the experiences of battles won and lost, places discovered, tears shed and joy revealed, have placed you in a unique position to be of service to others. Your suffering has been crystallized into a talisman of wisdom, and now you must share it. You'll be required to divulge some things about your past so that you may help someone else. By being fully authentic, you'll lead others into the light. Lead with love. So where I want to open up is with one of the most significant events that just unfolded in my life and has probably been one of the most significant things I've ever had to work through, which is my father passing away, which happened very unexpectedly about three weeks ago. And any of you who follow me on Instagram would know about this, as I did actually share about it and speak about it as I was working through it. And I was absolutely blown away by the love and support that I received from all of you. I've received messages and emails sharing your own personal stories of loss and grief in your own life, some of it being quite sudden like mine was. You've shared with me resources and books and love and light, and it's been incredibly comforting and supportive. So thank you so much. And I know that I don't have to come on here and talk more about it and share more details about what happened, but I do feel to share a little bit in that I've realized how much you guys care about me and are interested in what's unfolding for me and what I'm working through. So I just feel to share a little bit more about it today and talk about this incredible process of grief 
and of letting go and of endings and of life and death, which is not just about human life, but is about the constant birth and death and endings and beginnings that we are always going through in this cycle of life. So my father, as I mentioned, passed away very unexpectedly. I had spoken to him two days before he passed and he sounded fine to me. (laughs) But I received a call on Friday morning about three and a half weeks ago from his partner simply saying, I'm so sorry, Connie, but your father has died. Within a few hours, I was on a flight down to Melbourne to be with my family. I dropped everything and went into complete fight or flight panic mode. And what I moved through over the following couple of weeks was an experience that I've never really gone through before of going to the depths of grief, of absolute gut-wrenching grief, uncontrollable tears, pain, shock, all the different emotions that you have to move through. And I made a deep commitment to myself to let the process be very messy. I was very clear in myself that there was no holding back (laughs) and there was no censoring myself. So it was a very, very messy process. But I learned a lot about grief in this time. And I really started to reflect on just how much grief is such a key part of life, of being a human, not just grieving the death of someone, although death is a very real part of life, but we go through grief any time there is an ending, any time we let something go, any time there's a sense of closure, any time we have to release something that's no longer right for us, that is not going to come to fruition, that is no longer serving us. We're constantly actually having to move through grief. Now, of course, there's various different layers to it, but I've come to really realize the power of honoring grief, whatever shape or form it comes in, and the ability to honor the cycles of life. So whenever we are faced with an ending in our life, a death of some kind of closure, we need to honor the emotions that arise around that and let ourselves go into it so fully and so deeply and experience it all without judgment of whether it's right or wrong. And that really, really supported me to move through this process of grieving my father's passing. The other thing that really supported me and which I think is so important when we're going through something big is allowing ourselves to receive receive support, receive love, receive guidance, receive comfort, receive help. And so I learned a lot of big lessons (laughs) around receiving with this, because as this avalanche of love came towards me, which that's quite honestly what it felt like when I first began telling people, I mean, I shared on Instagram, honestly, about three days after he'd passed, which was quite soon. And I began sending messages to some of my friends because Talking about it made it real and every condolence message that I received made it sink in just that little bit more that this had actually happened. So as I opened myself up and began talking about what was going on, which is incredibly important, I can't stress enough the need and importance to talk about the pain you're in, the challenge you're having, the grief you're moving through. What I found was in my willingness to be vulnerable came this huge avalanche of love flowing towards me of support, of kindness, of care, of attention. And what I noticed in myself was how uncomfortable it felt to receive love in such a big 
way. One of my girlfriends kept saying to me, Connie, stop saying thank you because she would call me and offer to come and help me. I had several friends offer to fly down to Melbourne to come to the funeral with me. And I kept just saying thank you. And she said, stop saying thank you, just receive it. There's nothing you need to do. So that was a big lesson as well that came from this. And what I realized is that every time we feel broken in some way, every time our heart is broken, every time there is pain, it's actually cracking us open to receive more. Every heartbreak is actually cracking your heart open, wider, more deeply able to receive love now. And that was a really cool reframe for me as well, because I felt my heart physically aching, but at the same time, I felt it cracking open and I felt my container expand, my container to receive and hold love expanded. And my guidance showed me a lot that this process of grief was actually helping open up my capacity to receive love. And I think that's a really important reframe and something very important to keep in mind when you're going through pain, that if you're willing to be vulnerable and share in your pain, speak to others, ask for help. There is so much love and support available to you. The universe is just waiting to sweep in and support you in your moment of pain. You are never alone. You don't have to do this alone, which leads me on to my next point about having some form of spiritual faith in your life. And I don't think there's any greater moment that gets you thinking about your spiritual faith than when someone dies or than when you're at some type of rock bottom or some type of dark night of the soul is typically when you start thinking about, am I just this little human being in this body or is there more to life? Is there more to this universe than what I first thought? And I honestly don't know how I would have gone through this process without some form of spiritual faith. Now, I'm totally open to everyone having their own form of faith, whatever that is. But what I do know for my father was that he was very religious. He was strictly Catholic, yet his Catholic faith brought him no comfort. My dad was terrified of death. He had it drilled into him from a young age that if you sin, you go to hell. God doesn't love those who sin, you will be punished. And that form of religion bothers me. I am totally open to people having whatever faith they desire to have, but let it bring you comfort. Let it bring you love. Let it help you feel that you are unconditionally loved, even for your mistakes, even for your stuff ups, even for your sins. And let it help you have faith in something greater than just being this little human being, because with this faith and understanding, I've now been able to have some incredible experiences, very profound spiritual experiences of actually communicating with my father now that he's passed. And this isn't something that I intend to make a vocation or get into. I have no intention of being a medium, but with him, I've been able to have such an open mind and energy field that he's been able to communicate with me. And it has provided so much comfort to my family. I've spoken to both my mom and sister a lot about this, that he's been able to pass on messages of just how happy and free he feels, how much he loves us, how close he feels to us now, because he can be everywhere at all times. That's what he said to me. He's like, Connie, I can be everywhere at all times. He's like, I can watch you girls all the time. I feel so close to you. And that was so comforting. 
It has been incredibly comforting to connect with him on an energetic level and know that he's not dead in the way that we come to understand death. He's just changed forms. And that's been very comforting for me as well. And for anyone who has experienced death to understand they shift vibration, they shift consciousness, which means they they no longer have the density of matter. So they become invisible to our physical human eye, but energetically they still exist. Energy is never created or destroyed. It simply changes forms. And that's all that's happened with my dad. So I still feel him around. He visits me in my sleep. When I'm awake, sometimes I can communicate with him. And that's become really, really comforting for me. I also want to talk at this point about resilience and how do we pull ourselves out of a setback, out of a funk, when something knocks us down. Because guys, this is going to happen all the time. Like, let's not get into this false illusion that once we become empowered in our lives, we'll only have positive experiences because it's not the case. Life will hand you things. And where your power lies is in what you do about it, how you respond to it, how you process it, how you work through it. I'll be really honest that in the first week that I returned to Sydney, I was incredibly depressed. And in fact, for the whole, probably the first two weeks after my dad's passing, I had found myself in a place of depression that I had not experienced in a very long time. It was a place where there were some days where I didn't eat. And then other days I just ate chocolate and peanut butter toast (laughs) nights where I didn't sleep, but then days where I wanted to sleep. It was weird. And this weird kind of fog and black cloud that just hung over my head constantly. And I felt dull. I felt dimmed down. I felt flat and I felt lethargic. And when I first got back to Sydney, I spent a lot of hours just sitting on the couch, staring at the wall, trying to muster up energy to make some food answer emails, get back on track with my life. And it was really, really hard. So look, we're always going to face these moments where we fall into the pit, where we get into a funk, where we fall off track, where something really full on happens that we have to work through. And I think let's not live in fear of those things happening, but let's become resilient in how we work through them, how we handle them. Let's have a toolkit of practices. So what worked well for me, as I mentioned, was first, yes, fully honoring the emotions and the feelings and the process and the grief, but then you need to self-monitor and get to a point where you say, is this still constructive? Is this still working? Is it come to a point now where I just need to dust myself off and start getting on with my life? Not meaning that you suppress what you're feeling, but I was starting to get into a downward spiral. And that was not constructive. So I began just simply reaching for the little practices that I knew aligned me with myself, made me feel good, filled me up, connected me with joy, which was simply having a hot bath, rubbing some essential oils on my hands and taking a big breath in to their beautiful scent, yoga, going for nature walks, cooking good food, listening to music, plugging in some podcasts, cuddles with my friends, having people over, talking to people. And I just simply started with that small stuff. 
And when you have enough knowledge and self-awareness of the things that make you feel good, of the things that nurture and nourish you and that fill you up from within, that's where you begin. You start with simple baby steps of integrating some more of those practices in. And then within a couple of days, I remember waking up one day and thinking, oh my gosh, I feel like myself again. And I was almost in shock. I'd forgotten what it felt like to just feel calm and clear and positive. So at any point in life, no matter how big or small your setback is, because we're constantly going to have setbacks, remember, let yourself honor the emotion, but then also consciously work to bring yourself out of the heaviness of the funk and come back into connection with the practices that nourish and nurture you. And that will help you start to create some momentum and start moving forward again. The other thing that I reminded myself of when I was in the darkness, and this is a beautiful thing to remind yourself of, is that every period of darkness is followed by light. Every period of contraction is followed by expansion and every ending is followed by a new beginning. And I find that incredibly comforting. And it was so helpful for me when I was in the pit of darkness. Like I swear there was some times it was so damn dark. And I let myself just sink into it. And I said, let it be dark, Connie. Let it be nasty. Let it be crazy. Let it be messy. Let it be painful. Because I know that this too shall pass. And after this contraction, after this darkness comes light and expansion. And so it has. I've now found myself sitting at this point mid-year in 2017 with a very fresh new energy bubbling within me. And this can sometimes happen after we have a period of deep pain, grief, ending, loss, closure, all that stuff. Then comes this beautiful clean slate, this new possibility that is open and available for us. And this is what I'm feeling. If you follow me on Instagram as well, you would have seen me post just recently about my journaling practice that I used at the midpoint of 2017. I sat down and I reassessed, what do I want now for the rest of this year? And this beautiful feeling of expansion flowed through me and I could feel where I wanted to be at the end of the year. And I felt excited and alive and tuned in and and, and tapped in and turned on and just like, yeah, I'm so, so ready for this. And so I spent a couple of days kind of in that high vibe place and creating some really cool stuff. You guys might know I'm working on an e-course called Slow Down and Tune In, which is going to launch really soon, but is such a passion project for me. Like I wake up at 5 a.m. and pretty much run to my computer to work on it because it's just so exciting for me. I'm also working on a journaling guide, which at the moment is about 40 pages long because I just can't stop filling it with juicy goodness. So for any of you who want to know more about how I journal, that's coming soon. And I've also just got beautiful visions around where I want to expand my work and take it to bigger places and my relationships, what I now desire in relationship and in myself, all these really cool things. And so while that expansion is beautiful, at the same time, it's also triggered a lot of my fears. It's activated a lot of my self-doubt, which is what expansion does. When we birth a new desire, and I've spoken about this in the podcast before, anything that sits in the way within us of us fully stepping into who we need to be to embody and live and create that desire will be illuminated. It will rise to the surface so that we can see it and clear it. So as I'm birthing these new desires, today I noticed all of the anxiety, the fear, the self-doubt sitting in my solar plexus of like, What if this doesn't happen? What if this just doesn't work out? What if I can't do it? 
What if the money doesn't come through? What if, what if, what if? But what I want to share with you around this is in these moments where you are ready for expansion, you're craving it, you know you want it, you've launched a new desire, it's big, it's beautiful, and you feel all of that inner gunk rise up to the surface. Yes, I want you to acknowledge it, but I also want you to get recommitted and realigned to your end outcome and your goal and your vision. So what I've started doing and what I did this morning was I acknowledged out loud, here's all my fears, here's all my worst case scenarios, here's all my worries, here's all my self-doubt, but then I choose to come back into alignment with my desire. I choose to refocus. And so then I just simply went back into writing out my desire statements, tuning into the feelings of having what I want, feeling my energy system expanding into the place that it would be when I was living these desires. I feel my whole energy become bigger. I become a bigger container to call in and hold this more expansive, beautiful, amazing reality. So what I want to share here is just keep coming into alignment with what you want. Even if doubt triggers you, even if you have a setback, even if fear arises, even if doubt arises, anxiety, all those things, refocus your mind on what you want. Tune into the feelings of having it. Write out your desire statements and consciously create what it is that you want. Because anytime we shift off what we don't want onto what we do want, our energy lightens and we feel empowered again and we start to become a magnet to attracting what it is that we want. And ultimately, this is what I believe it looks like to live your purpose. If we were to talk about what does it mean to live my purpose, it isn't always about having this big mission on the planet. It may not be that. Maybe in time that will reveal itself to you. But maybe day by day, your purpose is simply what I've been talking about. It's simply this work of coming back into alignment with your truth, with your power, and with love. Every single day, we have the opportunity to wake up and make choices, to consciously create our lives how we want, but also choose what energy is guiding our life. Who are we being today? Are we being disempowered, listening to the limiting voices of fear and doubt and anxiety in our mind? Or are we recalibrating our energy, reconnecting with our heart and our intention of who we want to be today? And maybe your purpose is simply day by day, who you want to be, how you want to feel, how you want to show up, how you want to impact people around you, the small choices that you want to make. I think sometimes we overcomplicate what it means to live a purpose. But if I've learned anything from my dad's passing, it's focus more on how you want every day to feel rather than some big destination that you're trying to reach. I know my dad worked himself into the ground trying to create a successful business and support his family and do all these things, trying to get money and recognition and all that stuff. But along the way, he was pretty stressed. He was pretty stressed and worn out. And here's the thing about death. When you leave, you don't get to take any of it with you. You know, you enter in here with nothing and you leave with nothing. So make your purpose less about anything you're trying to get or a destination you're trying to reach or something you're trying to do. Maybe that bigger mission is there for you. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is a day-by-day practice of feeling good of getting to know yourself in deeper ways, of shedding limitations and old stories, of living more anchored in your body, in your truth, in your power, in your joy, in your aliveness. That can be your purpose. 
And still, even though I feel like I have a bigger mission and goals I want to achieve by the end of the year, it is still day by day. Who am I being today? What energy is guiding my life today? Am I living in my ego or my higher self today? Am I listening to fear or love today? Am I feeling joy, aliveness, inspiration, passion, appreciation, gratitude today? Or am I feeling like I'm wallowing in what isn't working? Am I complaining? Am I criticizing? Am I judging? Am I resisting? Am I struggling? So when we talk about purpose, that's how I see it. I see it as a moment-to-moment choice of who you want to be and how you want to feel and how you want to show up. And creating your life from the inside out, not trying to control external circumstances, but being in charge of who you're being and how you feel. So this is sort of the full journey that I've been on over the past month of moving through all these different lessons and layers and learnings. And you can actually see, and and I'm now seeing as I talk about it, how connected they all are and what a journey it has been to bring me to this place, to crack me open and get me ready for the new chapter. I feel very grateful that right now I'm in a place where I feel super plugged into my source and to my creativity. There was a period in my business, probably for a good two years, the past two years where I just felt like I was lost. I was treading water. I didn't know what my message was. I didn't know what I was about and what I was here to do in the world. And, and I felt really confused and really disheartened. And I wanted to give up a lot of times. But again, what I want to talk about is that willingness to persevere, that willingness to stay committed to what it is that you want, to keep showing up and taking the steps, to keep bouncing back from any setback that gets thrown your way and never give up on what you desire and know that after every setback is a new possibility, after every contraction is expansion, after every bit of doubt comes a new form of belief in yourself. And so I feel this process has helped me shed a lot. It's opened my heart. It's opened my ability to receive. It's expanded my container to be able to hold and receive more love, more abundance, more goodness. It has plugged me in in a way deeper way to my spirituality and my consciousness, my ability to manifest, my ability to be on purpose and know what I'm here to do and honor that. And a lot of that has come from the willingness to really go in through this whole process If you have pain or grief or any challenge arising, go into it. Don't avoid it. Go into it. Because as you go into it and you go through it, then you come out on the other side with a deeper connection to who you truly are, with more clarity, more wisdom, and more strength. So moving forward from here over the next six months, you will see a lot of beautiful new creations coming through in my work. It's only a matter of weeks before my course, Slow Down and Tune In, should be ready to share. And if you're ready to come on an inward journey with me and go more deeply into connection with yourself and know how to work through so many of the things that I've been talking about today, that course is really going to support you with that. And I have a lot of other beautiful visions that will be unfolding over the next six months. So I look forward to sharing them with you. And I'm incredibly grateful to have you on the journey with me. And I really love being able to just come on here and talk to you and riff and share myself without any rules or scripts or plans. So thank you for listening. If you have any uh, thoughts, questions, feelings, experiences that you want to share with me as a result of listening to this episode, come on over to my blog at ConnieChapman.com or send me an email at hello at ConnieChapman.com. 
I look forward to connecting with you further uh, about this conversation. And I also look forward to talking to you guys again next time on Awaken Radio. Sending you all so much love. Bye.